Hi guys, and thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Local Legends, the podcast. Today I'm joined by Adam from Wesley Rural Fire Brigade. Adam, thanks for joining me. No, thanks for having me. Pleasure. Um, really cool setup. We we're just having a look around um, some of the posters that you can actually see behind us. The podcast won't be able to see, obviously, but on the video, um, some of the posters. Just quickly, tell us a little bit about those. I'm more intrigued about that than anything. Yeah, so look, the brigade was formed in 1964. Yeah. Um, and so every time we got a new fire truck, we took a photo of it and stuck it up on the wall. Love it. The only thing we don't have is a photo of the current truck, so okay. we'll have to sort that one out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the idea is is that we don't forget where we've come from yeah. um, and how long we've been around and serving the community. So, yeah. um, you know, from the good old days of, of having the Bedfords mm. um, through to today where we have, you know, modern fire appliances that, you know, turbocharge and can get us where we need to quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I love that. Well, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, I guess, your role within the um, brigade and, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So um, I'm the senior deputy captain here at, at Wesley Rural Fire Brigade. Um, so I uh, look after the operations of the mm. brigade. Um, and, you know, we have been around since 1964, as I said. Um, and, you know, we, we get out into the community and, and, you know, do everything from, you know, hazard reductions, um, you know, which puts the smoke in the air and protects people from bushfire. We go to motor vehicle accidents and house fires. Yep. Um, but also, and I think most importantly, is we get out into the community and engage with them about, um, you know, preparing themselves for bushfire mm. um, and making sure that, you know, particularly in, um, you know, in, in schools and preschools, introducing the concept of a firefighter to children so they're yeah. not scared of us when they have to come and ask us for help. Yeah, okay. So you get a better understanding for them what they need to do if ever in a situation like that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? And so that they, they're familiar with us so that, you know, if, for instance, um, you know, we go and their house is on fire, they're not scared of coming to us okay. for help. Yeah. Yeah. And so what are some of the things that you say to, I guess, some of the kids when you go and see them, also adults as well, and sort of um, some basic tips that people could put into place? Yeah, look, I guess, um, you know, when we go and, and present, we talk about bushfires and we talk about home fire safety. So, you know, we do the old stop, drop, cover and roll um, and get down low and go, go, go. But we also talk about the fact that we're surrounded by this beautiful bushland mm. and we just have to be conscious of, um, you know, fact that because we live where we live, um, you know, we can be um, subject to bushfire. So yep. what can we do locally? What can we do around our homes to, you know, obviously prepare ourselves for that? Yeah, okay, and the preparation around that. Absolutely. And you were saying before about the lack of rain, essentially, that we've had over the past sort of few months. That winter period, you are saying, is pretty typical for that, though? Yeah, so look, the winter period was um, was warmer and drier than it has been for, for some time. Mm. Um, and look, the concern that we have is that through a warm and dry winter, even though we've had 130 mils of rain in the last week, yeah. um, that's been absorbed by the ground, you know, and in a week's time, uh, we'll be back to doing hazard reductions. It will yeah. be dry enough for fire to be carried in the landscape. So, that, look, that's concerning for us, and that's why we believe that there should be, um, you know, uh, one, us going out there into the community and saying, just because we've had this rain, don't become complacent. But yeah. also, it's not about fearing the fact that we may be one day threatened by bushfire, but yeah. just stopping for a second and thinking about, well, what can I do? What can I do in my street with my yeah. neighbours, you know, at home with the family to make sure that we're prepared for bushfire if, if one was to ever come down the valley and, and threaten us? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you're talking about that Pennant Hills Park area. It was somewhat yeah, look, of a concern, like not to alarm anyone. Obviously, no, that's but. right. And look, it's not about being alarmed. You know that we we go out there every year and, and we educate people, and we have been quite fortunate in terms of not having you know too many local fires mm. in, in in the you know recent history. Um, but I guess you know we just have to be conscious that you know there are areas like Pennantills Park, like the Brower Valley you know regional park where there is a lot of bushland. We can't hazard reduce at all. Uh, and unfortunately, you know if we get a afternoon of dry lightning that comes through during summer, mm. that may very well start a bushfire. 
Yeah, it's, it's it's just as simple as that, isn't it? It That's can right. really start just like that. And it doesn't take manpower or anything like that to exactly. start, right, does exactly. it? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So t- tell us about what people can do in preparation. Uh, we, we spoke briefly about what someone could do as a, as a human, but like with the people in their street, their neighbours, yep. their property, tell us a few tips around that. Yeah, look, I mean, coming together and, and you know, deciding that as a group of, you know, two or three or four houses, you know, getting together, you know, a weekend a month, um, you know, in the lead up to summer and, and, you know, doing things like making sure that your lawn's mowed, making sure your gutters are clean, mm. um, you know, looking at your overhanging trees and being able to, um, you know, look at, you know, if a fire was to start and embers were to drop into those trees, could that start another fire and threaten houses? Um, when we turn into a street during a bushfire, we actually triage properties, you know, which okay. ones are prepared and can provide our firefighters with protection yep. and which ones are not prepared and may not be savable. So I guess from our perspective and also the community, Community, it's about making sure that we are prepared as a community mm. as a whole mm. um, so that you know we have the best opportunity to defend uh, you know when the time comes yeah that's an interesting point so how do you determine what properties are going to be able to protect you guys like how, how does that work that's interesting yeah so I mean look we we go into a street and we look at where the fire is coming from how yeah. how fast is it moving what what are the conditions of the day and then we look at the houses that may be able to provide protection to our crews because number one priority is our crews on the trucks yeah. um, so if we go to, to a street and there are houses that haven't been prepared and are overgrown and um, will present a challenge to us to defend and then there's a row of houses that are completely defendable because they've spent the time to prepare then more than likely we would look at those houses as being the defendable ones Um, and not saying that we discount the others but (laughs) in terms of in terms of you know those nightmare scenario days we'll be looking at is it safe to put our firefighters in next to that house and if it's not then then we will move on to the next house yeah it's even important for the community to make sure we're looking after you guys as well like doing doing the work that you're doing Um, the least that we could do is obviously look after our families look yeah. after our property but Absolutely. also look after you guys so yeah. in some situations if there is a fire mm-hmm. then they can bunker down in certain properties so they that's can use right. those that's right and, and we we strongly um urge our crews when we go out and do training um to remember that if they get injured then they can't help the community yeah. so you know if we put a crew into a situation and they get injured um then we take that whole crew out and they're not able to get on the truck and go and help people so yeah. um i think that we just need to remember that as a community as well that you know, we'll do everything we can when the time comes, um, but sometimes we have to make decisions that are best for our firefighters. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You to protect yourselves as well whilst you're looking after everyone, yeah. and we appreciate that. So I'm um, talking about the awareness um, around the fire season. We've got the open day coming up on the 14th of September. We do. You've been doing that for a little while now? Oh, we've been doing that for as long as I can remember. Okay. <laughs> I've been in the brigade for 10 years. Yeah. Um, I reckon it's been going for more than double that, Love maybe it. triple that. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, it's going to be bigger and better than ever um and we have a new community engagement officer we have to give a shout out to josh yeah yeah, so i've heard that's right yeah um no he's he's fully into it which is great um and he's organized a a massive day yeah um we'll be here from 10 a.m until 3 p.m on the 14th and there will be activities for everyone you know there will be a fire and rescue technical rescue truck coming to demonstrate the jaws of life how they cut up and remove um people from cars that are yeah Yeah. that are are compacted um we'll have be having face painters we'll have a coffee van um you know the the barbecue that we have going every year the Um, famous barbecue so famous barbecue that's right (laughs) um and then live fire demonstrations and where we're sitting at the moment will actually be a smokehouse for the kids so we'll fill this room with smoke um which promotes that get down low go 
go, go message yeah. in terms of um, if, if you're standing up where we are sitting at the moment, you may not be able to see in front of you, but if okay. you get down under that smoke, then you'll be able to see how to Got exit it. the room. Yeah. Got it. Super cool. Okay. And um, we'll be also be doing a coloring in competition. Coloring competition. Yeah. Yeah. So I um, got those printed off today. Yeah. I thought they Thank looked you. pretty cool. They are <laughs> awesome. Absolutely awesome. Yeah. So um, they'll be at Thornley West and Nominus West uh, yeah. public schools in the local area, plus at our office down at um, Pennant Hills Road. And what it will be is kids, um, adults are more than welcome to join in absolutely. on that. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, so what they can just go and color those in, drop them back into the office by the uh, 13th of September and we'll get all those picked up and we'll do a little prize and yeah. you know, draw on the um, on the day. So we have an iPad for the um, first prize and a couple of other gifts for the second and third prize. So I'm looking forward to it. We, I don't think we've done a colouring competition for, for several years now so okay. I'm actually looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that was courtesy of... Um, actually, I think that was my idea. I want to give Josh... Awesome. Other Josh no, the, we'll uh, give it. We'll give it to that. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And on camera as <laughs> yeah. well so in That's case right. Josh Absolutely. tries to take yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so and tell me about the history of Wesley Rural Fire Brigade. It's been in operation since the 60s, I think you were saying? Yeah, 1964. Mm. Started as Elawira Bush Fire Brigade um, and has gone through the, the process um, you know, of, of obviously being locally driven as part of local council through to the Rural Fire Service that it is today. Yeah. Um, and look, I mean, we've, we've always been uh, keen and active in the community um, and always been representative of the community we serve. Mm. Um, and, and I guess that the modern day uh, version of Wesley Rural Fire Brigade is um, we've got two um, what we call heavy tankers as, yep. as fire trucks um, and that allow us to put in two full crews um, into local fires um, or have them stand by at station on those on those um, days when there's increased fire danger yep. um, and you know we we have a what a crew of probably 55 members now yep. um, and we've also just brought on 20 brand new members as well so cool. that that will take some time to, to get them trained up and, and yeah. in, in for the season um, but I think that it, it really is about us being able to get out there and help the community that we live in um, because you know in this day and age I think that, that volunteering um, you know is more important than ever uh, and being able to give back to the community that you that you live in is is a really cool kind of thing to go and do yeah and help your neighbours out in a slightly different way like exactly you're going to help neighbours out by getting ready for the fire season That's but actually right. being involved in the fire brigade is taking that to a whole another level absolutely so like how do people get involved someone's listening someone's watching what, what should they do well they can get onto our Facebook page they can just go and search for uh, Wesley Rural Fire Brigade yeah. uh, and send us a message they can come down on open day on the 14th of September yep. um, we're here on Saturday afternoons so they can come and just knock on the door um, and yeah they just have to have a chat with us basically and, and say hey I'm, I'm keen on joining and then we go through a process yeah. um, you know of, of going through the whole interview process and, and looking at you know what role because there's more than just firefighting so okay, if people don't want to be a firefighter they can go and work in the communications brigade which is talking on the radio yep. um, they can go to the catering brigade which is you know the most important brigade i'll give them a massive shout out because yep. you know they feed our firefighters in the field okay. um so without that sustenance then the fire is yep. just wouldn't be able to go out and do what they do so um there's there's really a role for everyone and yeah, if, yeah. like i said if if you're not keen on firefighting um then you can support us behind the behind the scenes yeah yeah, yeah that is really cool i didn't even know there was that whole catering side of things which yeah. makes sense as well yeah. if you're out on site yeah. you're out there and logistics as well you're taking stuff yeah. out to the field that we use like yeah. um you know massive um boy walls full you know that we fill with water you know, yeah. in remote areas um you know we've got remote area firefighting teams as well so there's really you know a role for everyone yeah super cool yeah okay well i appreciate you um joining us guys thanks so much for watching and listening until next week See you soon. Thank you.